This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey listeners, I'm Vanessa, the host of the Unseminary Podcast, where we talk about the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm joined by the founder of Unseminary, Rich Birch. Hey Rich, how are you? <laughs> were you wondering what website we were on here? The founder of, oh yeah, what website is where, this? I'm like, where <laughs> am I? Am I at I'm work? Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm just kidding. No, that's great. Good stuff. Well, Vanessa, how's your, your week been so far? My week has been great. You know, I'm not in uh, the ministry business. I'm in the real estate business. And so things are always happening quickly. We're in, in the fall market right now. And it has been so much fun. So much yeah, fun. Nice. Yeah. That's How about good. you? I How's love- your week? Oh, it's been great. Really, really good. We're going away on vacation next week, so I'm excited about that uh, and pumped about that. We're going to Disney World, which I'm pumped about. So we're uh, my kids are, for folks that don't know, I have a daughter in college and my son's a senior in high school. And so uh, my daughter has a reading week. And so we're going down to Disney World. We're doing the um, Galaxy's Edge stuff, all the Star Wars stuff. So I'm excited about that, which is kind of like a multi-site uh, theme park because they have the it same... Is. They have that on in the West Coast and the East Coast, which is kind of exciting. Uh, so I'm pumped about that. That's going to be good. I, but we still have episodes next week through the magic of podcasting. Uh, we we're, we're still have episodes. So um, it's funny. I was having tea with your lovely wife last week, and I was she was telling me about your vacation and getting prepared for it. And I said, I just wish that. I could be a fly on the wall for when you walk in and experience it for the first time. Like I just, I I feel like you're going to be such like little boy giddy that I just (laughs) wish I could experience that with you. (laughs) I know it's so true. You know, I, uh, so I'm again, for folks that are listening, I'm a little bit of a star Wars fan and a little bit of a Disney fan. And so those two things, you know, are intersecting in this strange world at Disney world. And so they have these videos that they released. Um, and this was probably, this was like right, maybe two, three months ago. And it, what it was, was they were um, videos of people who had first come to uh, the new land at Disney World. And that's what they were. The videos were, sh- they weren't showing the land. They were showing people's reactions. It was oh just, and, and each one of them, they were, they had chosen, which was actually really sweet. They had chosen like, um, like a special needs family, like families with special needs and like some, like each people had kind of a special story, uh, and around that had even more kind of connection to the star Wars universe. And so it was really cool. So yeah, I'm excited about it. It's I'm looking forward to it. And it does actually tie to what we're talking about today. So today's article is three campus growth tactics for your multi-site church. And so, um, you know, today what we're talking about, you know, I, this whole month we're celebrating multi-site church. I'm super excited by this movement. I am a fanboy. I probably, it would be a close neck and neck tie between Star Wars and my fan for you know the multi-site <laughs> church movement. I just think it's amazing. And so uh, really today we're trying to help churches that might be thinking, mm, you know, I've got a campus or two. We feel like we're stalled out. Uh, you know, we've launched a few locations, but we aren't really reaching the community how we thought. We're wondering, you know, you know, why, you know, aren't these growing as large as our initial location, that sort of thing. So that's, that's what we're talking about today. And between what we're talking about this month, we've we've done similar things like this, but your book is also such a great resource as well for people that are in this movement and thinking about moving ahead, right? Well, yes. Thanks for the plug. Look at that. Even yeah. without plan. <laughs> yeah. So I've got a book and video course called The Church Growth Flywheel or The Church Growth Flywheel Masterclass. And, and we really dive deep into this particular issue. Now, interesting, that is really based on uh, research of the fastest growing churches, which it might not be a surprise that most of those, in fact, 
the vast majority of, mul- of the fastest growing churches in the countries are multi-site. And so uh, those, you know, those things are connected. And so I'd encourage people to check that out. There's links in the, in the show notes about that. You know, all month we've been talking about this recent study uh, that came out from leadership, our friends at Leadership Network. And, you know, there's this interesting statistic out there that shows that the one campus still draws the largest crowds with 63% of the overall church attendance. So the general trend is that one location is disproportionately large in comparison to uh, the other locations. And so today what we want to do is I want to help you think through, here are some ways that you could help particularly campuses grow. You might be a campus pastor, or maybe you're a part of the central team and you're trying to think, think of some ways to come up. So that's really who this is targeted at today. All right. Well, let's jump into our first point to leverage regular launch cycles. Yeah. So one of the cool things that happens when you are in a regular launch pattern, which that would be my encouragement to you. If you're, if you're a multi-site church, what you should be thinking is, man, what if we launched every year? What if we launched every 18 months? What if we launched every, you know, every two years, that sort of thing. I think that's a best practice. And when you do that, what happens is you're consistently going back to your people and trying to kind of drive the the invite culture again. Uh, now we know that the fastest growing churches, the really the difference between stagnant churches and growing churches is that growing churches have figured out a way to encourage their people to invite their friends. And now one of the cool things when you're launching a new location is you're out really, really talking to people, hey, like you should invite your friends to this. Now, what, what I think you should be doing in, in existing campuses is leveraging the energy that's around that. Don't let the new campus take all the energy around, mm. uh, you know, this kind of launch stuff. So a couple things you could do, you know, th- this is an opportunity for you to grow your volunteer core. You could go to your people and say, hey, we know that some people at this campus are going to the new XYZ campus, whatever that is, um, even if it's only a few people. Um, we know that there's some people going there. We need to backfill those people with some new volunteers. Now, we know that when uh, you engage volunteers, the more engaged volunteers you have, the more people you have out inviting. Uh, you could double up on the promotional material. Oftentimes, we see um, you know, in a, in a launch scenario that they're, they're producing more kind of promotional material. That could be um, you know, flyers or Facebook ads or, um, you know, radio things or that kind of stuff. And you're already doing the creative work to figure out how to use that to get people to come to the new location. Well, let's turn that, that location, let's turn that, all that publications and printing and all that. Let's also use that at the existing campuses. Find ways to celebrate this, maybe even a grand reopening. I've seen churches do that when they get campuses that are like five years old and they'll be like, hey, this is, you know, we're celebrating our fifth anniversary this year, our fifth, you know, and so we're doing some sort of re, you know, re, open. You know, it could also be stuff like on this promotional material issue, you know, maybe you've got new signage going to the new campus. Like even something as simple as giving the campus a bit of a spruce up um, with some new signage can really help people. And then the third thing, when you talk about leveraging regular launch cycles, uh, you know, no doubt that your church will host a home run series with content that is guaranteed to get your people inviting. So that's a best practice. It may go without saying, but you really should uh, put the best series in. uh, and, And really what is the best series I've said to teaching, you know, pastors over the years, I'm like, listen, uh, what is the best series? It's really the series that as the teaching pastor, you're most excited about. So what's the thing you are super pumped to talk about? Let's make sure that that's in there when you launch the campus. Now, the same thing, uh, you're obviously going to be doing that teaching at your, or hopefully you're doing that teaching as well, um, at your existing locations, but let's find a way to kind of amp up the series promotion for that particular series, uh, as you launch into a new location. Yeah. And there's so many ways you can do that, like really leverage social media. And that's uh, like such great, we talk about this sometimes about great shareable Mm -hmm. content and that Mm -hmm. is killer, right? All right. Well, let's talk about big days, make a big deal. 
Big days make a big deal. So we've talked about this before. There are three or four days during the year that your people are more likely to invite their friends. So, um, you know, it could be, so they're more likely to say like, Hey, I'd love for them to come, but their friends are also more likely to attend. So those two things, again, on Christmas, Easter, maybe mother's day, maybe the first weekend in January, maybe some weekend in, in the fall, uh, your people are more likely to invite their friends. And so what we want to do in your campus, if you're looking for a way in this coming year to say, Hey, how do we increase our attendance? I would be looking at those three or four days, look back at your attendance at your campus and say, what are the three or four days that people are more likely to encourage their friends to come because we see an in- increase in attendance? And then let's build some stuff around that. Let's make sure that we put on the most invitable weekend that we can. Let's let's make sure that that weekend is the kind of thing that people are going to want to invite, invite their you know uh, their friends to. Obviously, we've got Christmas coming up. That's usually churches one of their biggest four days of the year. Um, but what can you do at your campus that's a little bit extra? Could you hire a photography? Could you find some you know, find some money in your budget to hire a photographer and do like really nice family photos at your Christmas Eve service. You could advertise that, like bring your family, get dressed up, uh, get your picture taken. You'd be amazed in a world where people take photos all the time uh, that, you know, the value that that could have, or maybe Easter in the new year, you could do an Easter egg hunt in your Easter weekend services with kids. So you could advertise that as a part of the service. Hey parents, we've got this great Easter service coming, but like kids, we've got this really cool Easter egg hunt happening at, at the same time. And that again, would it just makes it a little more inviting you know, Mother's Day, you could do the ultimate mom's getaway weekend giveaway, you know, maybe give away something for, uh, for moms. And so you give every mom in the room, maybe a, a, a book by some author that moms would like. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure who that is. I was trying to I think who are moms, uh, or, and then, but then to, to one mom in every service, we're going to give away, you know, a weekend away at a, at a nice hotel or a spa or that kind of thing. Um, you know, there's a lot that you could do. So I, I what you want to do, I think as a campus leader is, is look at those days that are, uh, your biggest three or four most attended days of the year and then say, what are we doing to, to ensure that those days are as invitable as possible? What do we control? What's on our side of the equation that we can do uh, to make it as, mo- as, as, as invitable as we possibly can? Yeah, and I guess this takes a little bit of work on the back end, right? Like this is metric driven. So having somebody that's counting attendance on a weekly basis and then running the numbers and saying, okay, it, it looks like these are our spikes and then move forward from there. Is that fair? Absolutely. Yeah. You need to, yeah, you, 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 most churches will have that data. You, we'd hope anyways, that's a, that's a benchmark. If you don't have that, then, sure. you know, we've got other issues uh, going on. Like we need to, we need to dive deep into, um, you know, in, to, to be doing that, but absolutely you need to um, ensure that someone in your church has that, uh, you know, kind of has that data readily available. So then we can make those decisions. And, you know, at the end of the day, frankly, that, Data is powerfully important uh, to make sure. all kinds of decisions around, uh, you know, the the growth and kind of development of your church long term. So, yeah, good, a great question for sure. All right. Well, community service gets people talking. Yeah. So the the local church is really best understood as a local gathering of people making a difference in a community. That's really what a church is. People love being a part of a church that's actually making a difference in a town or region they live in. When uh, when you look at some of the fastest growing church or most of the fastest growing churches in the country, they are regularly getting people out of their seats in their their campuses, excuse me, and getting them onto the streets to make a difference. These churches believe deeply in putting faith in action and mobilizing their people to make a difference in their community. Community service day are 
a great tool uh, for church growth, really for a couple of reasons. One, again, people love being a part of a church where they're making a difference. But then also, frankly, people love talking about the fact that they made a difference in their community. But it's amazing you get everybody in a t- in the same T-shirt. Uh, people will take out their phones and take a picture <laughs> um, totally. of them making uh, a difference. And this doesn't need to be complex. It could be stuff like park cleanup days. It could be like an extreme mem- makeover. Remember there was that old reality TV show where people used to like redo people's homes. You yeah. know, what if people in your church did that, but for a nonprofit in town, maybe, you know, a, a battered women's shelter or maybe a, a food bank, that kind of thing. You could, you know, over a weekend say, Hey, we're going to, we're going to make a difference here. You could do a 5k for all kinds of different things, you know, where you, you mobilize your people literally to get out of their seats and onto the street or, or we did years ago, we did a thing at liquid called the free market. You know, flea markets are about selling your junk at the highest price <laughs> possible. Uh, but free markets are about giving away your best stuff to people in need in your community. And so what you do is you basically, uh, you know, you convince all your people to give up some of your nicest things, you merchandise it all, um, and then partner with local social service agencies and have folks come and actually take those things for free. Um, a, a free market is amazing. Yeah. What's been your favorite that you've done? Well, you've done a lot of stuff yeah, like that. We've right? done a lot of stuff like that. You know, uh, probably my favorite, but it wasn't because it was it was particularly uh, creative. But it was just because when it was, we um, after Superstorm Sandy, which was a massive storm that blew through uh, the Northeast, we uh, we did a thing called Sandy Thanksgiving, where we asked people to give up their Thanksgiving, so to give up that Thursday, Friday, or Saturday, and uh, to go and help clean out people's homes that have been destroyed by uh, the the storm. And so, literally, we had I think you know it was something like two thousand people who went. And not only did we clean out people's homes, but then we threw a kind of street party. So on every street, we were in this one neighborhood. um, And in, you know, on every street, we literally, you know, pulled in a barbecue and had, um, you know, a bit of a a street party trying to bring some of that kind of Thanksgiving fun uh, to our, uh, you know, to the communities we were in. So, you know, that again was, was, it was amazing, partly because of just the time. uh, For sure. It was, uh, yeah, I love that stuff. I think it's, I think it's an important piece of the puzzle uh, in not only just being a church, but then actually helping your church grow. Absolutely. All right. Is there anything you want to add before we sign off? No, I think that's it. One thing we've been talking all month, you probably heard us in this, say this in other, you know, scenarios or other posts, we've got a, a free three-part video series that we're get, we're launching here in just a little bit. And what I want, so what I want you to do is I want you to go to multisitevideos.com. Uh, and in there you'll, you'll, you'll sign up and we're going to send you this. Uh, we're doing this to celebrate multi-site church and to really encourage churches that are thinking about going multi-site particularly. I love uh, the second video is called the biggest mistake churches make when launches and campuses. So what I've tried to do is pull in like, what is the thing that uh, churches do wrong? And so I think campus pastors particularly would be interested in this because sometimes I think we look at it and say, oh, like, hey, maybe we're struggling a little bit. And so this helps you look back and say, you know, did we make that mistake and actually gives you some guidance to think about next steps from here. So again, you just go to multisitevideos.com or you can text the word multisite videos, just all one word to 44222. Uh, We'd love to send those to you. Again, they're absolutely free uh, and it's all a part of us celebrating the multi-site church movement. Listeners, thanks so much for tuning in today. You can see the full article and our other podcasts at unseminary.com.